Hey again, everybody, and welcome to the program. Before we get things started, I'd like to say thank you to our great Patreon members. Some of the legends are project managers like Bill Grease, Henry Backer, Jimmy Fada, and Zayner. Those are our project managers. There's room for one more, by the way. Um, also, our mug members include G Money, Marcus Von B. Our Turkey Skin Luggage members <laughs> include Mark D., Matthew from Blackburn Hamlet, Burnsy79, Kevin Waghorn, Martin Peddle, Mike Ennis, Randy Spence, Retro Mags, Brian. Thank you to all you guys. And I know I said this before the holidays that I'd be doing this every episode. Starting in 2024. Okay. Moving forward, we're going to do a shout outs of our Patreon members. You can check that out at stevewproject.com. The Steve Warren Project. Sports and whatever. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the program. It is the SWP. It is our first official show, I think, of New Year's. I don't know. Maybe it's maybe we did one on New Year. I don't know. But it's uh, it's great to have you here, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Steve Warren, and that is Jim Jerome. He's got his lumberjack uh, shirt going today. Got and uh, happy New Year, my friend. We did a show a couple days ago. Yeah, we probably did. I wasn't. Uh, yeah. We didn't really confer on that. So yeah, I'll take it back. Though. Happy second week of New Year's. Yeah, yeah. Sure, that's good. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Just uh, uh, hoping, Stevie. Uh, it's kind of like the seven-year period of not doing your taxes. You know, if you if you get to seven years, Steve, then you're okay. You won't get right. audited for that previous eighth year. Right? Oh. That's the. I don't know if you knew that or not. We don't. We don't like to talk about doing our taxes too much on the radio. It's a good um, play. Because I remember you told me, it's like, Jim, we've got a bunch of listeners from CRA, you know? Right. So right. all that shit about your taxes. Um, however, Steve, uh, I'm waiting. I don't know if it's seven years to see if you clear the Epstein list. Oh, no. I don't think so. Right. I don't think there's a statute. How many people say statue of limitations, by the way? Uh, anyway, that, I think there's definitely a, yeah, it's definitely not a place you want to be. Yeah, that was... Uh, that was a storyline that uh, is in the midst of our subject matter today. Aaron Rodgers basically implying that late night talk show host Jimmy Kimmel uh, might in fact be on that uh, Epstein list. Probably right. ill-advised. Aaron Rodgers is a lot of money that J- uh, Jimmy Kimmel does too. Don't get me wrong, but if Kimmel wanted to, he could pretty much go after him for saying something like that. It happened on the Pat McAfee show. It's a former NFL punter who's got his own, uh, it's on ESPN certainly yep. on the internet and uh, you see clips of it all the time. And I think he gives Aaron Rodgers like a million dollars a year for a single weekly hit during the football season. That's a good wow. deal. Good, good money. If you can get it good. Not gig. Bad. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Uh, this is the clip. I'll play it here. Uh, this is so Aaron Rodgers in this clip is the guy who sounds all echoey because he's on a zoom call and, okay. uh, and Pat McAfee and his co-host, they obviously have microphones just to help you identify uh, who exactly is talking. Don't don't expect me, Steve, for a million to get a microphone. Uh-huh. Bring it up. Bring it up, Foxy or somebody back Seats there. on it. We have Super Bowl 58. You'll see it. The emblem. Put it on the screen. And then bring up 57 and 56. Does that have something to do with the Epstein list that came out? <laughs> Feels like. <laughs> Feels like. It's supposed to be coming out soon. That's supposed to be coming out soon. Look, this guy's been There's waiting in his wine people. cellar. Yeah. I've been waiting in my wine cellar for this time. <laughs> a lot of people 
including Jimmy Kimmel. We're really hoping that doesn't. Ah, please. <laughs> All right. All right. Obviously, a clip from this particular program was run on Jimmy Kimmel's show uh, whenever Aaron brought up the, the list and then. Jimmy mocked him for it. Mm-hmm. Aaron has not forgotten about that, but here we are sitting right in front of that nice bottle of scotch. Mm-hmm. What do you say? I'm waiting to celebrate something. Oh, yeah. yeah something <laughs> He's been waiting. That's for the that. one. <laughs> waiting yeah, for I'll tell you what, if that list comes out, I definitely will be popping, popping some sort of bottle. Hey, you've been calling for it for a few years now. So there's uh, that's courtesy of the Pat McAfee show. And Jimmy Kimmel heard that once he got word of that. Jimmy Kimmel tweeted out or X'd out, whatever you like. Uh, dear asshole, and he had two A's in asshole. So Aaron yeah, Rodgers yeah, kind of there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, dear asshole, for the record, I've not met, flown with, visited, or had any contact whatsoever with Epstein, nor will you find my name on any list other than the clearly phony nonsense that soft-brained wackos like yourself can't seem to distinguish from reality. And uh, I'm sorry, I've pulled up a sort of a partial list of that tweet. I get the rest of it here. Uh, your reckless words... Put my family in danger. Keep it up, and we'll debate the facts further in court. So that's uh, that's stepping out a little bit uh, there from Aaron Rodgers, putting himself in uh, in some litigious danger. Yeah, it's the old. Uh, if I could, if I could take something back, yeah, you know, uh, yeah, you got to shut the fuck up, Aaron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's sort of reminds me of a guy who's to say shit in the radio. <laughs> uh, yeah. You said a few things you regret. I don't think anything yeah. that could get you sued for many millions of dollars that would put, yeah. I guess I would put things topic wise. I guess I would put things in the uh, can't get blood from a stone scenario. In this case, there's lots of blood in this particular stone. Yeah. So now it'll be the apology. You know, I was just kidding. Yeah. Uh, then it'll be, uh, well, if I'm Aaron Rodgers, I'm phoning Kimmel. I'm phoning him, going, I lost my fucking mind. I lost my mind, and uh, I, I'm sorry about that. And then Kimmel might be going, no problem, but bad joke. Okay? Yeah, that, that one's a bad one, you know? That, that. So, I don't know. I don't know. What, Eric Mackermal has been all over it, as, as you expect. Yeah. Uh, he said Jimmy Kimmel could absolutely sue Aaron Rodgers for defamation after uh, he said what he said. Uh, Kimmel and McAfee both fall under the Disney banner, so Kimmel would only sue Rodgers and would not add the show or its employer as defendants. And uh, he also more recently tweeted out, my old pal Eric Macromala. Uh He said, predictably, Disney-owned Pat McAfee show has issued a reluctant apology regarding Aaron Rodgers' comments about Jimmy Kimmel, host of the Disney-owned show. Rodgers will need to apologize and do so more unequivocally. That is the one that really matters, and I don't know that I've uh, seen anywhere that Rodgers has done that to date. Yeah. The other thing, Stevie, is the annoying voice of that guy. What down in the wine cellar? That's Pat McAfee, yeah. Is that him? Okay. Yeah. $17 million a year that guy makes. Doing a doing a podcast. Yeah. 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 Good deal. Yeah. 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 Anyway, uh, good luck to you, Aaron Rodgers, on that. Uh, and I say that in a sarcastic manner. You know, I yeah. think about my Green Bay Packers, who, as we speak this weekend here in the final weekend of the NFL season, they're like eight and eight and somehow, some way, 
they have a win and you're in game against the Chicago Bears, the sad sack Bears. Uh, I cannot, I cannot believe really? that. But uh, yeah, my Aaron Rodgers gone, um, and all of a sudden Jordan Love comes in there and takes them to an eight and eight season. But I honestly thought, I don't know, seven eight weeks ago, no chance I, of the playoffs this year. And now I'd probably put money on the Bears, or uh, rather on the Packers making it with a win over the Bears on Sunday. Hey Stevie, I have uh, a gamble. I have something I want to uh, speak to you about with the NFL. Okay. When did the Saturday games come into play here? I've oh, seen I don't the last four, four or five weeks they're playing football on Saturdays now. Um, well, that one's probably been around as long as I can remember. Uh, usually when the uh, university football shuts down, that's around the time, around, I don't know, week, what? week or two before Christmas. Usually oh, they the last start with two- Saturday? Okay. All right. Yeah, because obviously college football is dominating Saturdays, and when their seasons end, the conference championships happen. That they basically shut down for almost a month, and then get into all the bowl games, and uh, the NFL jumps into the void. Right. Nature abhors a vacuum, and they jump into that void and uh, and take over on Saturdays. And it's been, like I say, it's been that way for as long as I can remember. Uh, probably the last two, three, four weeks of the regular season, they uh, they have Saturday games. No, all right. Yeah. Shows you, shows you uh, how how up to speed I am, Stevie, on things about Saturday. That was one of my big my big go-to stories today going. I got to ask Steve about what's with the Saturday games. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't think we're losing any audience based on our, our good listeners saying, wow, Jimmy's really slipping in his uh, <laughs> paying attention to sports, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be keen to get your take on uh, the Connor Bedard hit. So on Friday night, January the 5th, Connor Bedard, who was on his way to the NHL Rookie of the Year, and we're only, we're not 40 games into the season. Well, we're probably on 40 games, something right. like that. But uh, Connor Bedard was going to be your Rookie of the Year. He was everybody's number one in the draft l- last year, and he's certainly had some amazing plays. He's not tearing up the league the way I th- thought maybe he would, but he's having a very good year, and he's easily your Rookie of the Year. Uh, your top option until he was knocked out for at least the next couple of months with a broken jaw. Yikes. Taking on the Chicago yeah. t- Chicago Blackhawks, taking on the New Jersey Devils, and uh, Bedard was placed on injured reserve today. And basically, Bedard was trying to do his thing, you know, tiptoe solo rush up the middle of the ice. It looked like as he as he crossed the Devil blue line, he had to make a move to his right to beat the first guy from the Devils that's trying to check him and waiting for him was Brendan Smith, the defenseman. And he basically caught him flush with a shoulder. And at this stage, Bedard's kind of leaning forward. And the first thing that strikes Smith is the jaw of Connor Bedard and down he goes. And so out two months with that broken jaw. So disappointing, I think for NHL fans, because that's a fun player to watch, but I'm shocked that there's as many people as they are that are, ranting and raving and grumbling that uh there should be a suspension on that or something's got to be done. I didn't see the hit. I don't yeah. Yeah, it was uh, I mean it was a big hit and it was uh, obviously something Bedard didn't predict coming but I didn't think it was even remotely a dirty hit. Um it's kind of, it was like uh I think McDavid got hurt too in his first year. Uh I I know it was early in his career like either first or second year. That he got that he got hurt. Um, yeah, what a drag! Yeah. What a drag! Especially, especially 
especially if you're Chicago, because when, when uh, you know, all the, all the buzz, of course, was, was Bernard going to Chicago. And, uh, but everyone was going. The only thing is everyone I spoke to, Stevie, or came in contact with, it was like Chicago might be the worst team in the league. They got no chance. Mm. They got no well, chance. They haven't spent much time watching the Sharks then because they're. Yeah. Well, but this was before the season started. Right. Okay. okay? That they were saying they, they, these guys are nowhere. It's just going to be a really weird dynamic with, with the best player. So you go, okay, but I'm going to keep going to the games. I'm a fan because we've got Connor. Uh, Bedard. Right. Well, no, you don't anymore. No. That's going to. No. Yeah. It's a little a bad tough on the, on the Chicago fan. Yeah. You know? Bad hockey team for sure. And there, I saw, I saw somebody on Twitter ranking the NHL teams into sort of categories. And Chicago is down in that very bottom with San Jose as teams that are definite lottery teams. And then there was a group above them that are also bad. And the Ottawa Senators are in there. And the category was just ass. Oh, just that this team is ass. These are the teams that are ass. Right. Like, aren't the guys in the bottom of the bottom ranked teams that are a lottery yeah, what about picks? them? Yeah. Stay off They're, my sense, man. I'd rather, I'd rather be a lottery team than be known as a team that's ass. Right. That team plays like ass, James. Are you ready to take your Ford ownership to the next level? Introducing Ford Pass at Jim K. Ford. Your passport to a world of convenience and control. Start your vehicle remotely. Lock or unlock it from your smartphone. Receive instant alerts about your vehicle's health and schedule service appointments. Don't miss out on the Ford Pass revolution at Jim K. Ford. 1438 Uville Drive in Orleans or online at JimKFord.com. At Jim K. Ford Lincoln, we say yes. If you're thinking of buying or selling a home in the Ottawa area, I recommend the Glenn Walton Real Estate Team. Glenn helped our family sell a home a few years ago. He set aside a budget to help us out with painting, cleaning, and even updating our ceiling lights for us. We got multiple offers, and the home sold for well over asking price. Call the Glenn Walton Real Estate Team today at glenwalton.com. What do you think of uh, Jacques so far? Martin? I didn't think Rome would be built in a day for sure. I didn't right. think this was one of those co- coach bump scenarios. I mean, we all hoped for it, of course, if you're watching the Sens. But I really thought that this would take some time. The teams that get that big coach bump is like o- the Oilers. You know they're a talented team. Just look at what they've done the last couple of years. Right. And they needed an infusion of a new voice at that point. That was a team that you said, okay, they've been recently good. The Sens, on the other hand, have not been recently good. You know they're on their way to a seventh straight year without the playoffs, and it's been all young guys, and they and they just basically have to change the culture. So mm-hmm. hard to judge Jacques Martin, but there's a worry though. I mean, I I I think they have really quality human beings in place, including Jacques, uh, Daniel Offertson, also on that coaching staff now. They've got Steve Steos, who I like a lot, Dave Poulin, who I like a lot, Michael right. Adlauer, the new owner, I like a lot, but there's also some. Inexperienced though. The new GM has never been a GM in the league before, and Jacques Martin has not been a head coach in the NHL since 2012. So I'm hopeful that things turn around. But you ask me what I think of Jacques Martin. I think it's going to take some time, and I hope he's still got some tricks up his sleeve that still are applicable to 2023 NHL teams. Yeah. You know, they were, they compared, uh, like the, it was either the first, I, I think it was the first game. Mm-hmm. When uh, Alfie was behind the bench, 
because everyone was complaining about DJ saying the guy, the guy never does anything when he's behind the bench of, of, of other things they were complaining about saying he just, he just sort of walks back and forth and you never see him with the old leaning down, you know, and sort of you're putting your hand on the shoulder of the guy saying yada, 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 yada right after a shift, right? You'll right. see that once in a while. And, and almost for sure, it's always like, here's what you, here's what you missed there or, you know, as from, from a coaching standpoint, you know, here's what you got to try and do next time or yada, yada, yada. Right. So you see that a lot, but you never saw it with DJ. And then when Daniel Alfredson was behind the bench, uh, dude is in the, in the defensive zone. Okay. And, uh, uh, they're, they're, they're kind of attacking, you know, against the Sens. And, uh, I, f- I forget who it was, but, but he sort of lets the guy make, make a pass with, instead of checking the guy. It was Mark Kastelik. Oh, so you knew that story. And he gets back to the bench, and you could immediately see Daniel goes right to him, right? Probably saying, hey, listen, fuckface, okay? (laughs) You got to make that check, you know? You got to complete that. uh, Because I was watching that. They pointed it out on whoever the commentator was, and uh, I I, I almost assuredly he was correct, right, with what Daniel was saying, because – he wasn't smiling. He wasn't. He, was, he sort of yelled at the guy, right? Go on, finish, finish the check, right? So maybe that'll bode well, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's good. I, I think uh, you look at that particular player. He's a fourth line player and his big man, very strong, like just a giant of a man. And that 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 guy's not in the league to score goals. He's there right. to do things like finish checks, to stand up for his teammates, to create right. chaos on the fourth line. And if you're just going to swoop and let a guy make a pass and you just you know don't do anything, then what are you here for? Right. You know, this right. team already has a bunch of skill forwards who are soft as church music. Um, this is what mm. this guy got to do. And right. so, uh, and he's been better. He's been better at that area. So I, I don't know. Maybe it's a, I don't know what, I, I don't want to judge. I, I basically judge DJ Smith on his results, which weren't good. And that's, that's the bottom line. He'd been here for long enough. Had lots of chance to prove himself, particularly in the last couple of years. It just hasn't worked out. Um, I don't know that talking to a guy on the bench so we as fans can see it happening on the bench, I don't know that that automatically means you're a better teacher or anything like that because maybe DJ Smith as a former player himself didn't appreciate that when he was a player because when a coach comes over and puts his arm around you, it really is calling you out. It's really singling you out as you just did something wrong. The right. guys, the guys who get the hand on on their shoulder and get talked to on the bench, uh, they're not, you know, usually being congratulated for being awesome. Right. Well, maybe that right. was something DJ Smith as a coach, because he was a former player, had that done to him. He didn't want to do that as a coach. So I don't want to judge him based on what we see because we're outsiders. All I can do is judge on the results, and they just weren't there with DJ Smith. So I'm right. hoping the new regime gets it going. Uh, gets them. Uh, I mean, God, they were just awful again against Vancouver the other night. They're going to be uh, out your way in Edmonton. Can't believe you're not there as a correspondent for us here on the SWB. Should be. Yeah. yeah, you should be. Uh, but uh, I got thinking, the only hope the Ottawa Senators have tonight, Jimmy, is if uh, Drysidle and McDavid are wildly dehydrated from salivating all fucking day about yeah. the worst PK in the entire NHL and a team that Uh-oh. is not defensively strict whatsoever, does not take care of the details, so that's really, I think, the dehydration factor. That's all that Sens fans can can kind of cling to for hope. Yeah. Well, here here's the other thing, Stevie. Um, I'll just I'll just scan back here. This is what right. you're dealing with. 
the Oilers in their last four or five games. They had five goals. Uh, then they had seven goals. Uh-huh. Uh, then they had three was low for them. Uh, then they had five. Uh, this is their, yeah, you know, five goals. Um, five goals. I sound like uh, Norm MacDonald. Um, and then at four, like they're, they're racking up, racking up six, six goals. Uh, like, like more than five goals a game or something, Steve, yeah. close to six at some point over the last 10 games or something like that. Or, uh, so, uh, take the over. My buddy Mike sent me a text, uh, about an hour ago. Cause he's both of us, we, we kind of agreed that it feels like, uh, like a, something on our to-do list to watch the Sens Oilers tonight. Not really yeah. looking forward to it that much the way they're going, but he made a joke of like, uh, I can just picture Connor McDavid in the Oiler dressing room today talking to Leon Dreisaitl. And uh, Connor goes, man, I hate playing the Senators. They're so hard to play against and win puck battles from. Their centers are so hard on the puck, and their defensive zone coverage is just so crazy good. <laughs> then then both players laugh hysterically and make a big bet on who will break Sittler's record tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Take the yeah, over. Yeah. It's six and yeah, a half. Say, yeah, no, take, I would take say the so. over. Uh, um, also, I don't know if you had a chance to watch any World Juniors, but it was disappointment for Canada. I always feel bad, you know, when Team Canada goes over and doesn't do well. You can just see the disappointment. Like, they're living this dream come true and then come home without a medal. Canada, what? Uh, it doesn't happen often, but when it does, you can see the dejection in the players' faces, they lose in the quarterfinals to the Czechs yeah. on the dumbest of all bounces. Radic Bonk is a former Ottawa senator. You'll probably remember from the, the radio days here. And his son, Oliver, is now a defenseman on Team Canada. And the game-winning goal ends up going in. Um, I don't know. It's either off his uh, – I think it's off his the shaft of his stick and completely fools the goalie. And he actually had to, if you can believe it, he turned off all his Instagram notifications because there were actually Canadian hockey fans – this fluke bounce. It wasn't like he smashed one into his own net accidentally. Right. It was like a shot. It went off the shaft of his stick off the goalpost. I think it went off another stick as well off the goalpost and in that. No, I mean, it has nothing to do with him. It's just a bad bounce. And that's the nature of hockey. It can be Plinko sometimes, mm-hmm. but some douchebags out there, Canadian hockey fans were giving it to Oliver Bonk as though he had, uh, you know, destroyed their Christmas or something. Yeah. You know what this world junior Steve has become? It, it, it it's become this sort of sort of graveyard to take down young kids you know like 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 every time the world juniors is on steve it, which is every year right mm-hmm. every year the the talk always is the someone's getting actually bamboozled in social media you know the guy from sweden who happened here he's you know he can't he's not even leaving his house uh, he's beyond himself. He's sick about what happened. Uh, you know, this team got blown out. You know, I'd hard, I don't want to go back to Germany if I'm a, on the German team today. You know, it's, it's just become this, this feeding ground for people to take down young kids who, who the whole idea is here's your future. You know, mm-hmm. here's your future of the NHL. Uh, you know, we know it happens at Christmas. It's become a mainstay, right? I think, I think Boxing Day is when they sort of tee off around there and and I like it you know I like it but but every year every year there's always some story about boy I hope the kid can get through this because because it was a you know 
a horrible misfortunate play or whatever. And then right. they all get, they all get freaking killed. You know, they all get killed. It's, it seems to me every year, every year, there's some story about, you know, a goalie or, or, you know, someone let in a bad goal and his team got ousted from the medal round and shit like that. You know? Yeah. I don't no, know there's no doubt. Sense, I think, but- no, no, you do. I mean, it's uh, the thing about hockey is it's, it's, you know, we can get all uh, poetic and say, you know, it's part of our national fabric. It's part of who we are as Canadians. I get all that. But what gets lost in that is it also brings out for a good many Canadians, it brings out the absolute worst in them. Yeah. yeah at all yeah. levels. Not, not just, uh, not just the world juniors, but it's, it's especially heinous when it's minor hockey and amateur hockey, which this is, you know, these guys are on their way to big riches. Like let's, let's be honest. Half of team Canada uh, is uh, probably going to um, recess back into junior hockey and never really make much money in, in the NHL, but the upper half will make some big dough. Right. But at the end of the day, these guys aren't making that big dough yet. They're still kids. They've given up their holidays. It's still a dream come true that it's, you know, I get that part of it, but they're not making money. They're kids and they've made, maybe made a mistake. In this case, there wasn't even a mistake made. It just was an accidental deflection. Um, but even if there was a mistake made, everybody needs to calm the hell down and remember yeah. that it is just a game. It's right. just, it's just a, a game. and just a tournament. Yeah. You know, and it, it's, it, this isn't something that happens every four months with the same guys, you know, and they keep losing. Right. You know, and then everyone's freaking out, you know, how they can never get through and never get through. Um, you know, Russ said, uh, I was asking Russ yesterday, the day before, you know, what, what's it, what's it like? He's, he's represented Canada, you know, cause I said, and for ah, new Russ, listeners, that's Russ Courtnell, the former NHL player. Yeah. And I said, I don't, you know, is it, is it that big a deal, Russ? Is it really that big a deal if, you know, for what happened to Canada, you know? And cause I don't think it is. I'm like, okay, kids, nice try, you know, nice try. didn't happen. Wait, by the way, by the way, everyone now is looking at those games as, well, I hope they can win and not, they're going to roll over Czechoslovakia. Right. They're going to roll over Sweden or Finland, you know, or, or the U S right. It's, it ain't happening anymore, man. It is not happening. Right. Yeah. Those teams are all good. And, and Russ said, yeah, that's, it's, it's almost too much to bear, you know, when you when you first get over there, or if it's here or wherever, and you walk into the arena for the first time, and there's nine microphones, you know, stuffed into your face, going, "How do you feel representing your country today?" You know, what, <laughs> what, yeah. what? Yeah. yeah. yeah last year, case- I was, last year I was opening a GI Joe on Christmas morning, and and today, a year later, you're asking me that? <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. So there's enough on them already. There's enough on them already, and and. You know, I hope I hope the coaches and stuff. I'm sure they were going. Look, don't worry about it, man. It's just a game. It's just a game. It's not yeah. going to kill you in your career. And and uh, I I would hope anyway they're doing that. So yeah. But I'm just, I just I just find every year there's always some story that it becomes the sharks who come out and go, you know, to try and take down one guy on a on a on a team. You know. Yep. So I sometimes think about you know just the fact that it's as big a deal as it is, like it's, it's almost unreasonable. Like the, even the, the little league world series is getting kind of crazy. And, right. and we're talking kids, like really, we're really talking kids here. These are young men that are going over some of them, adult men, obviously. But the, mm-hmm. I think about a kid who now, you know, these games are being broadcast in 4k. And if some kid is out there and the, 
a guy flies out to center field and the kid happens to drop it, costing his team the World Series, that's going to be now on YouTube in 4K for the rest of that kid's existence. Well, for all yeah. time, for all eternity, the grandkids are going to know about it. And so that that puts another layer on uh, on the pressure that goes with this. But as far as Canada goes, they're victims of their own success. You know, the Czechs went on to win the bronze medal at the World Juniors. The Americans won it all, by the way, and were ooh, they were real classy with blowing kisses to the home Swedish crowd as they're scoring, you know, the late goals, empty netters and stuff. I thought they looked pretty classless at the end. Um, the Swede, Swede fans would have loved that. Uh, but Czechia ends up winning the bronze medal, and that might as well have been the gold to them because uh, mm-hmm. they, they don't often medal. Uh, they occasionally do, but they don't often anymore. And that right. was a huge deal for them to win the bronze. If Canada wins bronze most years, uh, it's, you know, a hockey fucking summit. Got to right. figure out what's wrong with Canadian hockey. It's a short tournament. Hockey is Plinko at the end of the day. Puck right. luck is a huge part of it. And people don't talk right. about that when they do the keys to victory in any given hockey game at the start. What are the keys to victory there today, Jimmy? Well, they got to do this, this and get some bounces because that's right. part of any, you know, any success in any game in the sport of hockey. Yeah. Like, like, you know, the Olympic team, uh, you know, when, when you go to play in the Olympics, um, truth be told, if you talk to any of the general managers of the team, you know, in our in our case, mo- most of it, Steve, leading up to this point was a lot of those years, you know, it was the, the you know, Gretz and, and Steve Eiserman and Kevin Lowe. And th- these guys were running that team, right? Jacques was part of it. Hitchcock, uh, you know, was part of these teams. Um, and all of those guys. You know, they said, what's, what's, what's the key to victory here? You know, and all of them were like, I hope they can handle the pressure off the ice. You know, that's what, that's, what's going to be the key to victory right. that a guy, you know, that a kid will be allowed to just play his game because believe me, coming in, they're grabbing the sticks a little tighter than they are, you know, yeah. playing, playing for the playing, you know, for the Portland Winterhawks when they, when they go back. Right. So. Yeah. Or or whoever you know, or the Hartford Whalers uh, back back in the day, um, but all of them say that you know. So you 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 know you bring up a good point, right? It's like you know how, how are they mentally going to handle it? Yeah, their skills are through the roof, Stevie. Their skills are through the roof, right? Each, each the best of the best, team. best of their peers, anyway. Right, right, yeah. And I think it's going to be great. I mean, it's uh, moving forward. I mean, they'll always be remembered of as that guy. You know, even if they don't make the NHL, they'll always be that guy. I played in the World Juniors. He was right. in the World Juniors. Can you imagine? That's awesome. What a player he must have been. So, right. it, as they say at uh, award shows and things like that, it's an honor just to be, you know, part of it, right? Even if sure. you don't win. Ladies and gentlemen, rev up your engines and get ready for the deal of a lifetime. Jim K. Ford is proud to announce the 2023 Ford F-150 clear-out sale, the event you've been waiting for. For a limited time only, Jim K. Ford is offering unbeatable discounts, jaw-dropping financing options, and mind-blowing trade-in deals. Don't miss out on the 2023 Ford F-150 clear-out sale at Jim K. Ford, 1438 Uville Drive in Orleans or jimkford.com. At Jim K. Ford Lincoln, we say yes! One last one before we go, and that is a tip of the cap to the Professional Women's Hockey League in their first week. They uh, they put up some astounding numbers. CBC, mm-hmm. TSN, Sportsnet, all airing the games, and 2.9 million Canadians watched the opening Professional Women's Hockey League game, the very first mm-hmm. one. 
That would be, um, I think that was the Toronto, New York one. And Toronto got waxed four to nothing by New York. And I immediately started a blue team elimination watch uh, for the ladies side of things as well. Uh, but on the uh, Ottawa front, Ottawa ended up losing 3-2 to Montreal in game number two. And that was a record for most fans at a, at a women's hockey game in North America, professionally speaking. And uh, that was a pretty exciting night this week. Um, you know, I think with women's hockey, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated by this incredible spike. So when you talk about these massive numbers, um, you know, so 2.9 million viewers across Canada. And, it, and it's on the major networks, and, and people were showing up uh, in, in huge numbers for the games themselves. Like I guess I'd ask, what's happened? I mean, it's yeah. great. I've, I've been a proponent of women's hockey. I've coached women's hockey for about a decade, mm-hmm. girl, of course. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I just, I guess my question would be, I mean, it's awesome, and I'm really excited about it. And I thought it was an exciting game with uh, with Ottawa's first game. It was, it's at a level where there's just enough mistakes being made where it's anarchy out there versus the NHL, which is machine-like and robotic sometimes where you can go 12 minutes and go, God, could something happen in this game soon? Right. Everything was happening in the ladies game. So it was pretty cool. I enjoyed it, but I'd wonder, so let's use the 2.9 million who watched on TV. Obviously in the past, that number wasn't close to that. So I'd like, I'd, I'd, I'd be curious to know uh, with those 2.9 million viewers, like, well, why are you now a fan? And you weren't say, five years ago when pro women's hockey was failing, what's changed exactly? Well, I think the exposure of it, right? That there, there was a huge, huge marketing, Steve, about the women's game over the last 12 months, you know, with teasing this and yep. it's been in the news every day. Uh, there's, there's been something to sink your teeth into, uh, you know, every time that, you know, the, the collective bargaining agreement, the teams got sponsorship, the, the salaries that they established, uh, the teams were developed, team names were picked, you know, coaches, et cetera. No, uh, no names yet. No names yet. Okay. Sorry. Uh, the cities, I mean, the cities yep. were selected. Yep. Um, so, so the thing was like moving along, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't just lame duck news, you know, uh, about it. So I think it's time Stevie f- to, for everyone to stop doubting it. I think you got to give them their, their come up, you know, their, their, their due, what they're due. And, and that is, uh, you know, after this, where everyone's going, oh my God, you know, it's, it's a big story that they got 3 million viewers. And if you're on that ladies team, you're like, okay, enough, man, enough, enough that, wow, this is exceptional. Cause what you're really saying is we gave you no shot. We gave you no chance, right? When, when all these headlines all the time, get this 8,000 showed up in Ottawa. And, um, so I, I, although, <laughs> although the poor women, you know, it, it, it's always going to be, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. But but it's time to stop that, you know. Hopefully, hopefully, um, that, you know, they, they only play they, they only play 35 games, so it's 24. not a big commitment. It's, what's that? I guess 24. Oh, I thought it was 34 or 5, but uh, anyway, you can look that up. But, um, you know, it's... It, it, so it's not a big commitment for the fan. The ticket price isn't big. Uh, you know, they're doing everything. They're doing everything to attract people to the game. And, and so I think it's, I think it's time. Now, all that being said, a lot of people are like, okay, let's see what happens 10 games in. You know, uh, is, is it going to drop off? You know, and, 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 and unfortunately for the women, they're always living with that, you know, 
okay, let's see what happens. Like, fuck, how much more do we have to do? What do you mean? Let's see what happens. You know? Well, if they power uh, through the first full season, and it's not that long, it's 24 games and it's a 72 okay. games complete. There's only a six team league. You know, you roll through that first season and you don't have that drop off. Now you've answered the question. Because right, right, right now we're only in the first week of this first season of the PWHL, and everything has been amazing. And I'm not going to go down second guessers row in the. Oh, let's see. I, I'm I'm not waiting for the you know the the demise of this thing. I'm excited about it, and I challenge anybody listening right now who's still in that kind of sexist mode of like, oh, it's only women's hockey. Um, I I, I you know I, I have no interest in seeing that. It's not very physical. A, it is physical. They've actually legalized body checking. So right. I defy anybody to watch the first few games and say it's not physical because it is. It's physical right. enough for me. It was good. And uh, like I say, there's there's a real excitability factor to it because there's so much craziness happening on the ice. Um, and so it's not as robotic as the NHL. So I, again, I, I challenge anybody to to have a look at a game and and, and give it a fair shot. Go in objectively, honestly, mm-hmm. and, and uh, I'd be keen to know what people think. Yeah, you know the other thing, Steve, is is the game itself, the women's game itself. Um, they're they're the recipient of of sort of good timing with corporate sponsors, and and the reason I say that is there's so much pressure on the corporate world right now to buy into diversity and and all, you know all all inclusive, you know, in in sports. Mm-hmm. So you got a lot of these corporate sponsors jumped on that bandwagon, right? And said, I know what we got to do. We, we, we've got to begin to advertise and marketing our, our company and our merchandise towards things like that, right? Things like that. Because if you don't, peop, we can see now that w- whether it's the woke community or not, but, but it, it's, it's, you know, potential deadsville, right? If, if, if you don't have some sort of involvement in some of the, some of this stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I think they're, like I say, they're, they're going to be the, the recipient of, of, of good timing that yep. all these companies are going, I got an idea. Let's get behind that women's hockey thing. And, and we can throw that up in our next Canadian tire ad, Stevie. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, and, and I think, I, I think anybody who's, supporting it whether it's through their dough and buying a ticket and they're very reasonably priced by the way or whether it's corporate sponsorship anybody that's supporting it right now there's probably a little of them going i hope this works out and right. i bet they're feeling pretty good about things not just because of in- attendance and, and and viewership but because the product is actually pretty good so yeah it's right. actually really fun to watch so that's that's the part i think that really sets you up for success um so kudos to the pwhl for a great first week And thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us on the SWP today. Our website is stevewproject.com. And James, I invite you to have a fantastic weekend, and we'll talk to you next time. Good night, everybody. We'll see (laughs) you.